0: I was never imagining myself coming back to the United States because I felt like that experience was like, baby, this is not the best place for me. But then I realized what happened, which was like I was just like homesick and I would just like missing my boyfriend and family, which is normal. And but like that's the place where I actually felt like myself because I could do and I could be whoever I wanted to be. Hi everyone,
1: and welcome to episode number 34 of the Immigrants Live podcast, where we share stories of people who left their country to chase a better life. And through these stories, you can find ideas, resources, and motivation to do the same. I'm Daniel Biasi, and in this episode, I interview my cousin Eleonora from Italy. She's getting ready to leave Italy and move to Los Angeles. She found a job in the US, and her company is sponsoring her to get a visa. Eleonora has just graduated as a fashion designer specialized in 3D modeling, which is a job in demand because not many people are trained in this kind of technology. She found this job through social media. The company reached out to her after seeing her work posted on Instagram. In this episode, we will discuss why she decided to leave Italy, what working for an American company is like compared to her previous experience in Italy. And because she's in the process of moving right now, I ask her about what she has to do to get ready to leave and if she has any fear or worries. Before moving to my conversation with Eleonora, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and it would be great if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And one more thing, if English is your second language, you can follow along by reading our conversation. You can find the transcript in the show notes at immigrantslife.com episode 34. And now, without further ado... Please enjoy my conversation with my cousin, Eleonora. Hi, Ele. Hi. Thanks for being on the show.
0: Thank you for contacting me. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I'm pretty, pretty excited to having on the show because that means that you're finally leaving Italy.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Probably many listening are thinking right now, like, why the hell are you leaving Italy? It's such a beautiful country. It's, the food is amazing. But. Because we were born in Italy. We lived most of our lives in Italy. We know we have to deal with uh, the Italian situation. And that's probably mm-hmm. why for us was uh, a relief being able to leave Italy. <laughs> exactly. But without giving too much away, why did you decide to leave Italy?
0: Oh, uh, it's a very good question. (laughs) So I already been to the States in 2017 and I just took a year uh, and I just was an au pair. Like being an au pair means like being in a family's household and you just like take care of the kids and you just help the family with everything. And you get paid to do so. And like you get a visa from the United States of America that can last up to two years. So you can renew it just one time. And so like you can do maximum two years. So I did one year that I came back to my uh, university and I decided to do it in Italy because it's like way cheaper than do it in the United States. I had the possibility to do it there as well. But like it's really, really expensive. And I didn't know if I was going to live there for like, I didn't know for how many years. So like have that kind of depth to the American government was like a lot. It's like, we're talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars. So like, I was not really ready to take that step. So I came back and also because I studied fashion. So fashion is more popular and more important in Italy study. So I came back and I studied fashion. And at the end of my studies, which was in December, I, I graduated in December, like very late because of the coronavirus situation. And then I was just like on the internet and this American company from LA called me because they were looking for someone like me, which is not a position that is, like, very requested in Italy still uh, because companies are not very up-to-date with 3D and, like, digital world in general. So they contacted me. So now I've been working from this American company, which is LA-based. So they're in Los Angeles, California. And I've been working from them since July. And so after like a few months, they proposed to me to just leave. So they are sponsoring my visa and I'm about to leave. Like we're going to see in how many weeks because of the situation. But um, yeah, I'm about to leave and I'm so happy because I cannot do my job over here. Even if Italy is like the country of fashion, there's no place for young people to actually work. And like if I would have stayed here, I would have... had to do like so many internships before even actually getting paid. Which like I'm about to turn 23 in a week. So like it's okay. But like I still need to like earn some money for the job that I've studied for, that I've worked for, because I I already done two internships before this job. So yeah, that's pretty much the the reason why. It's because like I wanted to pursue my career and like my dreams and I cannot do it in Italy.
1: It's, it's so weird because, as you said, Italy has always been famous for this fashion industry and everything. At the same time, people like you that study for fashion and wants to have a career in fashion, they don't have the opportunity in Italy to pursue that career, and which is it's crazy. And that's, in my opinion, is that's why America and the United States are the greatest country in the world for, for the economy, because there's way more opportunity there and it creates opportunity for people like you And for the best people in the world to actually have a career Mm -hmm. and create something meaningful. And that's why America is such a great country.
0: Exactly. Yeah, like in that case, they reached out to me and they knew that I was here and they knew that they had to like get in the situation where they had to like sponsor me a visa and just like in general look after me you know because I was not already there so they had to like of course spend money for me to hire lawyers to get the situation done and stuff like that so like it could have been easier for them to just like get someone that was already there but like in their case it was that opposite situation where like nobody knows how to use the program that I use over there in the United States so what they do is like look for other people like in Europe and like in the other parts of the of the world and now they found me. And so it's like kind of weird that like they are like searching for people like from across the globe that is like way more difficult to hire instead of someone that is already there. Also because like the American like government always like uh pushes companies to hire someone that is American mm-hmm. instead of someone that is like foreign. So it's very like difficult for them to hire someone that is like qualified for that job that is that is in America because they don't they don't like do that kind of training. But and and here they do that kind of training, but you don't get the opportunity to work. (laughs) So it's like very, very difficult to actually just match the two things. So yeah, that's why
1: (laughs) speaking of the visa, you said in America and, and I have to add, that's pretty much probably any country as far as I know, that before hire somebody from overseas, somebody not from the country, they need to Prove to the government that they hiring you foreign person because they couldn't find anybody else in the country to do the same job, which for you, you were lucky because as you said, the things you can do on your computer and the things you can do, you learn in Italy, there's not many people that can do that in the United States and that's why they hired you from Italy. Mm -hmm. So even then, probably before that was easier to prove that they needed you, they couldn't find anybody else in the country. Another thing I'd like to ask you about the company how did you find the difference between working for an Italian company versus working for a, an American company in the way they treated you, in the way of you see the company grow and you see all the mentality? What's the difference you you noticed?
0: Uh, so like I'm talking like fashion wise. So like before being hired by this company, I did two internships in Italy, in different parts of Italy. So like the first one was in Milan. And the second one was in Rimini, which is like in the center of Italy. So I experienced like two different, like also like two different kinds of companies because the one that was uh, in Rimini was like very, very big. There were like thousands of employees. Like the one that I was in Milan was actually pretty small. So like there were actually two different kinds of situations. But what I really can say is that, first of all, like American people really care that you go, like when they hire you, they really want you to be there. So like my letter that they gave me when they wanted to hire me was like so long that like I've never seen anything like this before. So it was just like a PDF full of like 10 pages and like five of them were just like reasons why I should be working for them, even though they already knew that I was going to. Uh, Also like for mental health. Which is really important. And like in you know, Italy, really anybody cares about it. Like, even if like, you're very stressed and stuff like that, it's just like, yeah, of course, but like they, they don't do anything about it. And over there, they actually just care. And when they see that you're like stressed and you have a lot of stuff, they first of all, they underline your effort, which is something that never happened to me over here. For example, when we had like a deadline and I was just like working a few extra hours, and also because over here, I'm working with their time zone, which means that I'm working like all every every night. So like they know that and they underline my effort and like all of the things that I do. And when everything goes okay and like uh, we are succeeding in what we are doing, they always thank each person for their job, which is something that I've never seen over here in Italy. We like, for example, uh, we did like a drop a few months ago it was like the first drop after a lot of months. So we were like testing out like the numbers and stuff like that, how it was going. So it was going pretty well. And my boss did like a long message, thanking everybody, first and last name, saying, okay, you, thank you for doing this, which means that we are going better because you are doing your job great. You know what I mean? Like it's not just expect, they expect you to do your job, but when you do it good, they thank you for it. And so this is really important. Like the two experiences that I had here in Italy, people don't really care about you. It's like you're just like a part of the company. You just work there and then you go home. Like everything is done. Over here, like for example, every Friday we do like bonding meetings. Yeah, for example, last night I had to teach them how to cook pasta. And so we did like a cooking class where like I prepared like a recipe and so I gave them the ingredients. They bought the, it was everything like online because like they are working from home as well. Mm-hmm. And so like I had to teach them how to make pasta. So we were just like cooking all together. And like the week before we usually just play Among Us <laughs> or for example, we just like do like, we drink together and just like chat for a little while, which is like mandatory. You have to do it once a week, which because <laughs> they really, yeah, they really care about this stuff, like bonding stuff. So And also like they always ask for your opinion, even if you're not in the conversation, but they always ask you like, what do you think about this? We are going to change like this part of the company What do you think about this? Even if like it's something that is not related to my actual job, but they care about your opinion, you know? Mm -hmm. And when I was, for example, in Rimini, which was a big company, there was a time where like I was just saying whatever I was thinking, but not because I wanted to actually make a point, but I was just like saying what I was thinking. And they were like, yeah, but you are an intern, so shut up. Over here, even though I'm the youngest in the company right now, they're always asking me, what do you think about this? Would you rather have this in this color, for example, and the other color? So they actually matter. Everything I do and everything I say actually matters, which is really, really good, actually.
1: Actually, I want to go back when you said that people after you do the job, if you do a good job, they thank you for um, for doing your job, pretty much. I remember when I was in New Zealand, when I started working, I used to work for this coworker. worker It was a great person. I remember every day, it was, thank Daniel for the great job today. Like I was thinking, why are you thanking me? I was just, I just did my job. Like, why <laughs> would you thanking me? But it was such a good thing. It just makes you feel better for what you've done. And exactly. I, I don't know, it's such a, such a completely different culture. As you said, last thing you said that people are asking you for your opinion. The thing I noticed here in North America, or these least things from like a new company, like a new startup company, which is mm-hmm. your company's startups Yes, is that people or at least CEOs surround themselves with people either smarter than them, or people that know more about stuff they don't know enough about it. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it makes sense that I'm hiring you, so I'm paying you for your expertise, for your knowledge, and would be wasteful not asking you for your opinion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the difference between what I think from the Italian culture and what I can see overseas, and especially here in North America. In Italy, as you said, they don't really care about you. Probably because there's way more demand than the actual number of jobs. So Mm it seems like somebody offered you a job, they're doing you a favor, just to hire you.
0: Yes, that's what I heard so many times. Like, okay, you're just here. Just like be grateful that you are hired and like, just be grateful that you have a job, you know?
1: Exactly. And the boss usually is the boss. Doesn't ask for people below them, their opinion, because it seems like... Diminishing them, they like, it seems like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I don't know, it's such a a completely different culture. It's more like a old school, old mentality in Italy compared to North American. And hopefully, because Italians usually look up to Americans in Mm -hmm. any aspect. And hopefully, one day they will be, (laughs) they will get this (laughs) kind of mentality too, hopefully. Yeah. But another thing I'd like to add is the fact that your company was able to hire you from Italy. And move to the United Mm -hmm. States just because you guys speak the same language. And that's what I love about English-speaking country and people that speak English. Because in Italy, there's not many people speak English. And it's not normal that in a company, people speak another language or speak English. So the people Mm -hmm. that hire you, they are kind of usually limited to Italian speaker. Mm Mm-hmm. Compared to other countries, they can hire the best of the best from all over the world just because there's a one universal language that we can communicate with each other. So I love that about being abroad and been living abroad and have these kind of opportunities.
0: Yes. I wanted to add that there is like this very like very cute thing like when I started working for them they made me fill a document which is called like working situation so for example I had to fill my working style so like for example if I prefer like talking instead of writing I should just write there okay I prefer you to like call me instead of just writing me what I have to do because I, I can understand better what you're asking me or like if I prefer things visually instead of like written that is like very cute and like also like when is the best time for me to have calls it's like in the morning or at night time or like just in general like how I am as a person as a like a, an employee So, like, it's very, very cute also this stuff because, like, they care about what you think and also how you work. Because, like, I can work in a way that it's not suitable for you and if I know how you work and you know how I work we can just be like in the middle like we can just like reach each other in the middle and just like figure out the way that we can actually communicate better so that that your work is better and my work is better too for example like right now we are 10 people there was like 10 columns of people just like writing themselves and like okay I prefer you to call me because I feel like it's better for me I prefer you to like just send me a picture instead of like writing me something one of my colleagues that is like she prefers like do doing what she has to do and then have meetings because otherwise she has anxiety because she still feels like she has things to do. So she prefers like doing what she has to do and then meetings. So right now we know this. So we just schedule the meetings later so she doesn't have anxiety. So like the working situation is better, which I think is pretty cute. Like when I first heard of it.
1: It's all about makes... Uh, their employees feel comfortable and be feel mm-hmm. like in, in a good team in a good place, which is completely different from the Italian way of, of finding a job. And uh, yeah, it's so different. So, um,
0: it's very I'm, different. I'm so
1: happy that you're leaving here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes.
1: And you said earlier that you went to the U.S. before you did an au pair. So you already left Italy, you already went to the U.S. But this time, mm-hmm. because the situation is different, you're moving there more permanently and the career is different, the situation is different. Do you feel the same way now you're there you're leaving or it's, it's completely different?
0: Oh, this time I feel so much different because before, like when I left, I knew that I was coming back and I knew when I was coming back also like at the time I had a boyfriend that I don't have anymore so like at the time it was like that was like an important thing so like I was living But like part of me still was here, like, of course, for my family and friends, but also because I had a significant other over here. So I always felt like I was there and I was doing my experience, but then like my life was still here. So that it's like a completely different way of living in. And also like when he came visiting me, I was very homesick, like I've never been homesick before. But like after he went away, I was like very, very homesick because I felt like my life was not there. And I had to come back. So, but then like what happened is that when I came back, I felt so unhappy because I was in Italy again. So that was like very, very weird for me. I couldn't understand why. And then I realized that it was just like, because I felt a little bit homesick and that's the reason why, but I actually didn't want to stay in Italy. And that's when I realized that I didn't want to stay like permanently. I didn't want to live my life in Italy. I knew that I was going to study there. So like I needed like three years to do my university, but like I knew that I wanted to go away and I didn't know still that I wanted to go to the United States. Like I just knew that I wanted to go away so like at the beginning, I was thinking about Germany because I've been to Berlin many times this year and I actually really, really love Berlin. And then this job opportunity came up, but like I was never imagining myself coming back to the United States because I felt like that experience was like, baby, this is not the best place for me. But then I realized what happened, which was like, I was just like homesick and I would just like missing my boyfriend and family, which is normal. And, but like, that's the place where I actually felt like myself because I could do and I could be whoever I wanted to be. And like, for example, when he arrived, I was in Buffalo, when he arrived, like, and he saw me, like, after six months, I guess, he was like, oh, I don't recognize you anymore, like, after just six months, and it was like, how, because, like, oh, you have glasses, you're just, like, dressed up in this way, and, like, I just see you differently, and I was like, oh, really, and then I started thinking, like, that that's true, even if I've been to, like, the United Kingdom so many times when I was younger, like, I never felt that, like, England was my place, just, like, for its vibe. Like I never felt like it was like my place. Like I I went to London many times, but like, I just like the city, but I would never see myself living there. I actually see myself more living in the United States. I don't know. It's probably because it's like more far away. And so I I just feel like I'm more far away from people and I could just actually be who I want to be and like do whatever I want without being judged, without being seen, which is actually I don't know. It's like my fear a little bit because I grew up in a small town. It's a small city actually, but like, it's very small. So like growing up, everybody knew my name, knew my parents' name. So everything I was doing, everybody knew about it. So like, I just want to do whatever I want without people knowing my name and like knowing where I come from and who's my parents are. So like, that's like the feeling that I want to get. And so, Yeah. And also like because this job is in Los Angeles, so I will be doing that experience like in the other coast. Last time I was like in New York. So like that is like a completely different experience. And so like I'm very, very excited to actually go there because I I feel like right now is like the time where... I did everything I studied. I did my job experience over here. I'm growing up, so I'm 23 next week. And so like, I can just, I can finally go without regrets, you know, without feeling like I'm doing something wrong. I can just go and like, and I know that, that the people that are here for me are going to be here for me even after.
1: Yeah, because another thing would be hard to leave a part of your family, which is always hard to leave, um, mm-hmm. if, if your friend. Because your friends, the people that you grew up with, it's hard to leave them and start a new life in another place. And I don't know if it's the same for you, but in my mind, yes, I don't want to lose them. And thinking that I'm living another life in another part of the world, I'm, I'm worried that at some point I will lose them. So I have to put more effort to keep this kind of relationship alive this year, Nita, because I care about them. I really love these people and. I wanted to see them every time I go back to Italy. So you have to put more effort. So what I'm trying to say is, how's your situation with your friends? Are you sad that you're leaving them? What's the situation with your friends?
0: When I first left, I was really scared of the same thing because I just finished high school. So it's also like the moment where you're probably going to lose your high school friends because each and one of them is going to do another experience, like different university. Maybe probably a few of them are going to move away. So like that is like a very tough time for friends because you don't know what's going to happen. And so I just left right after my high school diploma. I went on vacation with my high school friends that summer and then I left in August. So I was really scared that I was gonna lose a lot of my friends. But at the time, it was a really good experience for me because I actually knew who my friends were because I knew who were the people that actually kept in touch with me. And I knew who I kept in touch with. So at that time, it was really, really important for me to actually just figure it out who were actually my friends and like real friends in real life and not just like Cool friends, you know, just like people that you know because you have to be with. That time I was really scared, but then when I came back home, I was like, yeah, that's probably how you know who your really friends are because it doesn't matter where you are and what you're doing. But like, it matters that at the end of the day or like at the end of the week because people have stuff to do, so we don't have time to be on the phone all the time, even if we live like right across the street. It like, it doesn't mean anything. But then like my, one of my high school best friends uh, moved to London after we finished high school and she still lives there. So like we see each other like three times a year, but like, and she's still one of my best friends. Like she's one of my closest friends, even though she moved to London and we see each other like three, four times a year. We always keep in touch. We're always FaceTiming and she's actually closer than a lot of people that I have physically closer to me, you Mm -hmm. know? So I'm not afraid of that anymore. Like what I feel it's like, if it's meant to be, it's going to be. Otherwise it's not like a real friendship. You know what I mean? Like uh, it doesn't matter where I am or where I will be or where they will be, because probably like a lot of them are going to move away or are doing like different stuff, like different jobs and different relationships and stuff like that. But like at the end of the day, like if you're really like a friend to someone, like, of course you have to put more effort, like an extra call, an extra video call, like an extra test, of course, because it's not like you can see them. So you have to put more effort in like typing or just calling. But like at the end of the day, it's like if there's a bond, the bond has no distance for me. So like we have never been closer than before. And probably this situation made us even closer than we were before. So if people are going to be around, they're still going to be around, you know,
1: (laughs) No, you're 100% Mm -hmm. correct. And also you're about to leave and you're already on the right path of the way of thinking. Because one of the things I realized being away from Italy for seven years is that I'm closer to some people in Italy more than the people that live in the same town. I'm still talking to some of my friends more than my friends are talking to each other in Italy. Mm -hmm. And even with my mom, I have a better relationship with my mom than I used to have even when we're living under the same roof. I see some family member like you more than my brother does. It is <laughs> <laughs> still like 10 minutes away. You, you're totally right. The distance actually make this relationship stronger. And every time you go back, if you put that extra effort, I think even people realize that because you put that more effort, I don't know, maybe the relationship is more meaningful. So the bond gets stronger. I don't know exactly.
0: But yeah, but probably also because of this uh, lockdown. Like for example, my friend, in London is in lockdown. Like, my friends over here are in lockdown. I have, like, friends in Italy, but they're not close to me. So, like, there's, like, two hours driving from where I live. And so we always kept in touch by just, like, calling each other and always being there for each other. Like, when we were doing something, like, for example, uh, I was, like, publishing on Instagram, like, my work, and they were always, like, always reaching out and say, oh, you did a great job. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, the small little things, but, like, just making sure that you are there for the person for every single step of their life path. It's really, really important for me. Like instead of just like being there and just like clubbing and drinking and stuff like that, which doesn't mean anything. Like you can just do that stuff with whoever you want to do. But at the end of the day, like the next day, who are you going to call? Like your real friends and know they are going to be there for you. And probably even when I will be in the United States and I will be making and having new friends, that doesn't mean I'm not going to call like my friend over here in Italy or like my friend in London, because they're still the people that I really care, care about a lot. As you said, like it makes you even closer. Like the bond gets bigger and like more profound in general.
1: Um, Oh, totally, totally. And now mm-hmm. I, I want to dive a little bit deeper about the job, career, more like technicality about leaving the country because yes. I usually interview people that already left the country and I'm lucky enough to having you just in a <laughs> stage where you're about to live, which is the goal of my podcast. I try to help people in your situation or people that are wanting to leave their country with tips, resources, even like a motivation from the people that already did it. So in your case, I want to squeeze this occasion to get some information from you. First mm-hmm. of all, We were talking about the way you find the job and I found it like a really interesting and I think could be a good tip to share because actually you'll tell, how did you find the job?
0: Yeah, so last March, we were in lockdown in Italy. So, and I was still studying, but I finished all my courses because I just needed to do like my last internship to graduate. I was just home doing like barely nothing. So I was just like studying a lot on my own for 3D so I decided to open like an Instagram page of my work like I already have my personal profile but I wanted to open like a new one where I could just like publish all my work because nowadays like portfolios they're like slowly fading away because like they're like so much to do and like sometimes you don't even get and like people are just like getting bored and tired of like looking to like endless pdfs so what they do like in general like that's probably because like people are still obsessed, like are now obsessed more with TV series because they're shorter than films and movies. So like people are getting bored of like looking to like something that is like, that takes away a lot of your time. So like Instagram is amazing. Like you just see a post, you just see a story. That's it. So that's really easy. So what I decided is like, yeah, let's open like an Instagram page. So like over there, I just started like publishing all of my work, like school work and also like work that I did on my own. And like, I was just like doing it like for practicing, but I was also publishing. So like, I didn't have a goal. I just wanted to like publish over there. So I didn't have to do a portfolio again, <laughs> which was like very good for me because I don't like doing like my portfolio. is like, I, I always felt like it was like a, such a waste of paper. So like, I was like, yeah, let, let me just publish on Instagram. It's actually way easier. Like you just send the link and they open it. So like after like a month or so, I got an email, I don't know where, because I also had LinkedIn, but like they didn't text me over there. So I was like, where is this coming from? So it was like this company, LA Base, looking for me, looking for someone for a 3D fashion designer. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this happening? How did they find me? And so we did this interview. And so in this interview, they were actually reviewing all of my Instagram posts. So it was like, (laughs) guys, do you need my portfolio or something like that, like additional images? And they were like, no, no, we're fine with your Instagram profile. Like this was prior to the interview. I was like- Okay, good. And then during the interview, they were just like, okay, let's see like your last post. Okay, we like this one, we like this one. So we were actually just like going through all of my profile. So I was like, wow. So that's how they found me. And actually, like because I just opened my profile and I just use it for business. I I think I had like 200 followers, so it was like I was not popular, not at all. Uh, So it was actually pretty weird that like they found me in that way. So yeah, that's how they found me, which is pretty funny. And that's why I keep telling people like uh, especially people that like work in design in general uh, just like open your profile on instagram because like look what happened to me it can happen to you as well so like of course use the other resources and use other things like LinkedIn. and i that have it too and i always keep it updated but like you'll never know just use instagram because that's the most used social media right now so please just use that because it's gonna be helpful even for job opportunities nowadays and that for example that's also, how we select photographers and stuff like that, and graphic designers—that's the situation that we do. So do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting and funny, and uh, <laughs> definitely something different than I had never thought about it. Because usually mm-hmm. people apply for a job, like you said, LinkedIn, Indeed, or those kind of websites. And yes. funny enough, you find a job, a great job, and a great opportunity in different country just through Instagram. That's pretty. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, but it's very,
1: really, very funny. <laughs> uh, another thing I like to ask you because your English is amazing, and I don't think you learn to speak such a good English just being away for a year. Because I mean, I'm not the sharpest tool in the in the <laughs> shed, <laughs> but when I went to New Zealand, I wasn't that good in English like you are after a year. Mm-hmm. So when did you start like learning English, or what helped you to speak such a good English, even living in Italy?
0: Okay, so like I always had this kind of obsession with English growing up. I think that everything started because like, for example, when I grew up, I did not listen to Italian music because my mom was really into like English music and like American music in general. Like her favorite band is Pink Floyd, which I was really scared of. I don't know, I was really scared of Pink Floyd's music growing up. But like, that's like the music that I grew up to. So probably that's like the language that I had in my mind. And then like I started actually, I took like my first lessons of English when I was in kindergarten, which I didn't know. Yeah, I was so little. Like my first English lesson was when I was three years old and they were like teaching us numbers and letters. Like, of course, I'm three years old. I'm not going to learn grammar, but like. And then I started it, of course, in elementary school. And then when I went to middle school, I started, of course, learning it way more and like learning grammar and stuff like that. But like in my free time, even before all of this TV series situation and like event is going on right now in the last few years, I was usually spending all of my afternoons listening to music and looking for lyrics on the Internet and I was just actually translating them, looking for new words that I didn't know. And that was really helpful for the pronunciation. Of course, like America is different. At, like, for example, in songs, uh, sometimes the grammar is not OK. Like they just use it for like a song wise. But like I was always looking for new words and always have the sound in my ear. So that helped a lot. Also like studying grammar, because like I knew how Sentences were made. So that really helped me studying grammar, like knowing why I was structuring a sentence in that way, even if I knew that that was correct because I heard it before. But like now I could understand why you should like put the subject over here or like the object over there. So like I could actually understand why. But like, and so that's when everything began. And at the time, because I was at middle school, I was like telling my parents, like, I want to go to United Kingdom. Like, I want to speak English. So first of all, they brought me to London so that I was like the tour guy. So I was like speaking to everybody over there. But then like I did like two summer programs where I went to uh, the United Kingdom for two weeks by myself with this uh, agency. The first year I was in a college because I was too young. I was 13. So I could not be in a house like with a family. So the first year was like in this college and I took like English lessons all day for like two weeks. And then like the year later, I went in a household. So I was me and a friend of mine. Uh, So we went to this like very traditional English house with like very, very traditional English family. So I was there for two more weeks. Then I needed to pick a high school because in Italy, we can actually pick which kind of high school you want to attend. So like you can actually specialize in languages or science or arts or maybe probably like computer science. Like if you want to be an aesthetician or a hairdresser, like you can actually pick which kind of high school. Exactly. Which
1: is, which is kind of the equivalent of college in North America or something like that.
0: Exactly. But like here we actually just decide before college what we want to do, which is like something it's sometimes it's tricky because you're too young to know. Mm -hmm. But like in my case, because I was really good in English and I was already taking like extra lessons in middle school. So I decided, okay, I want to do languages. So I studied languages and I studied English, French and Spanish. And so by the time I was finishing, I was like, um, I really wanted to uh, learn English because I knew that I n- knew it, but like, I wanted to actually use it every day because I, I felt like I wanted to actually practice it in real life, not just like for tests in high school or stuff like that, or just like for two weeks and then I go back home and it's fine, you know? So well, that's when I decided that I wanted to be an au pair for a year. And actually I wanted to go to the United States. I left where my English was very, very good. But like, that's the moment where I actually started like acting and thinking and, you know, everything was in English. So, um... But yeah, it's always, it's always been in my mind that I kept growing and I kept stunning. So that's why right now I can say that I'm very good. But like sometimes I just feel that I'm not. <laughs> but like it, it depends.
1: <laughs> and right now you are waiting to go to the US. Uh, and the only thing that stops you right now is the, the visa process and the, the way you're waiting for the visa.
0: Uh, Donald you- Trump. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's not going to be around for long, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you said the company helped you to get the visa. And first of all, what kind of visa are they applying and what kind of visa are you going to get?
0: Okay, I said Donald Trump because like Donald Trump on December 31st decided to ban the emission of visas until March. So that's why, because like he wants to protect the American people that lost their jobs. So he doesn't want anybody coming in. But I don't know. We'll see because Biden is going to go. So we'll see what's going to happen. And so I'm applying to the J-1 visa and I'm going to be a trainee, which means that my visa is going to last for a year. And after a year, each year they're going to renew it if they think it's going to be renewed. But yeah, I'm going to be a trainee, which means that I'm going there because I just graduated and we decided to pick this visa because it was actually the easiest one to get. Because like the expiration date is very limited. Like it's just one year. So it's very, very much easier to get that kind of visa instead of like a visa that has no expiration date or it's like four years or five years. It's very much more complicated. And so we decided to get that one. So like in the future, we could get like another one, you know, but you are already there. So it's actually pretty much easier if you are already there to get a new one. And if you are already working from this company. So it's like just... It was just like a decision that we made just because it was like easier to get because it's it's not actually easy to get a visa and to get it approved. Even if you have a company supporting you because like I did not do anything in this process. Like they did everything. So I did not know, like they took care of everything. So like even if there is a company that is sponsoring you, as you said before, it doesn't mean that it's not going to be easy because like the American government wants... American companies to hire American people of course like if you're going to be a no pair no big deal like you're going to be there for a year and then you go back home like it's yeah. not a problem but like if you're going there to actually just work for a company it's so much more difficult so that's what we decided and then we'll see what I think and what I hope is that I could actually just stay there longer than like a few years but that We have to see also what's going to happen, like, because right now it's very easy to actually just like plan anything because of the, you know, global situation. So like we have to see, of course.
1: So you're seeing yourself like living long term in in the US?
0: Yeah, I do see myself living over there and we were speaking about it before, but like also about the language part, like. When I'm speaking English, I feel like I can, you know, say whatever I want. I can be whoever I want. Like, for example, because of my style stuff like that, even when I was just like working in Milan, which is a fashion city... And I was going there in the morning. I did not dress very weirdly or like very outstanding. But like, it's just a little bit different than the usual, you know. But like people were still looking at me weirdly and stuff like that, which is a thing that never happened to me in the United States when I was in New York or stuff like that. It never happened to me. Even like when I had colored hair and like right now when I'm just walking in the center of my town, Sometimes I forget that I have blue hair. And so people are looking at me weirdly. And then I was like, oh my gosh, what do I have on my face? You know, what is going on? And then I was like, oh yeah, I forgot I have blue hair. And so, you know, it's like, also like the open-mindedness of these big cities that it's a thing that I don't experience over here. Even if I'm in Milan, which is a big city like Italy, it's just not there yet.
1: Yeah, I can definitely imagine the face of the old lady. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it happened to me two days ago. so it's pretty recent. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and because you are so close to move abroad and you are so, from what you told me, you're like so ready to leave. But is there anything that scares you? And is there anything that kind of worries you?
0: Um, no, at the moment, the only thing that scares me is um, the the global situation about COVID. But that's the only thing. And also because like uh, Los Angeles is the one of the major hotspots in the United States for COVID. So that's the only thing I'm worried about. Like I I'm free and I'm safe over here. And that's the only thing that scares me the most. And also like shipping my computer <laughs> because like <laughs> I really care about my computer. That's the only two things that I'm really scared about. But like, I'm not uh, worried about like, oh my gosh, what I got to do and stuff like that. I already have a house. I already have a job. I already know my roommates because we FaceTimed before like... I think this is really important. Probably like if I didn't have a house, I would have probably been more scared and more worried. But like what I'm actually scared about right now is just like logistics stuff. So not just like me going there. Like I I really cannot wait. I hope it's going to be like in a few weeks. And yeah, I'm totally ready to go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I can tell. (laughs) Yeah, really,
0: really ready. (laughs)
1: And speaking of logistics, what was the process? Because you said the company took care of the the visa situation. What was left for you to do to get ready to leave? You said that you have to find a place to stay. You already found a house. Was anything else Mm -hmm. you have to get ready to leave?
0: Oh, yeah. The only thing is that I'm waiting on the approval of my visa. And when that's done, I have to book the appointment at the embassy. The other things, of course, like packing everything and just like sending everything and then just like booking for a flight. But then we'll see about that. Like, we'll see how much it will be. Of course, it depends from how much prior I can book it because we'll see what's going to happen. But like, yeah, that's like booking my flight, packing my stuff and then just like shipping my computer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is the hardest part of the whole thing.
0: Yeah, because, like, even if they ship it, I'm always going to be scared that they're going to break it because, like, that's, like, a a thing that I really work hard, worked very hard for. I saved a lot of money to get it, so it's, like, and also it's, like, the thing where I work with, so, like, it's really, really important. If it gets broken, like, it's going to be a lot of issues because I work with my computer, so we'll see. But, like, that's the only, that's, like, my baby. That's the thing that I'm really, really scared of, but, like, yeah, that's all the things that I have to do. Like, it's not a lot, but, like, yeah, it can take a lot of few days. <laughs>
1: yeah. You said you have to go to the embassy after you got the visa. Why do you have to go to the embassy?
0: I still don't know why. I already done it like last time, but like last time, I don't know what's going to happen this time, but last time I just went there with my all of my documents and I think that they just checked that you're a real person because like the, the questions that they made me answer we're just like random questions. Like, what's your name? Where are you going to go? What's the name of your host mom? What's the name of your host kids? So it was just like generic questions. So it was not really like, they were not specific questions. They were just like, yeah, hi, what are you going to do? And you know, where are you going to go? I think that what they have to do is like this, like last time I would, I just went there, I answered a lot, like a few questions. It like, it took me like three minutes totally and then I just went back home and they just shipped me my visa. So, oh, just an interview? <laughs> yeah, just a normal interview. Just like asking you, like, what's your name and stuff like that, which is actually the same thing that happened to me when I got to the U.S. at the airport of New York. They asked me the same questions and then I was like, okay, bye, good to go you know? So I think it's going to be the same. They're probably going to ask me like, what's the name of my company and like, what's my job and stuff like that.
1: Okay. Do you have any advice or tips you want to give to the listener in your situation or even people that are thinking of leaving the country?
0: I know that like right now it's very difficult to even like think about something like that, but just because like, it's very difficult to actually just, you know, get on a plane because it's, you have to prove that you're going somewhere, why you are going and stuff like that. But like, um, If you think that you don't feel good where you live in the country that you're living in, even if all your friends and family is over there, that doesn't mean that you have to be there because like right now we are in a situation where we can actually choose where we can go. So I think it's really important that people don't think that they are like stuck where they are, but they can actually go wherever they want to go. And if you think that you want to go to the U.S. or like Canada or, for example, um, New Zealand or Australia, like if you think that those are the places that you really want to go, first of all, go there, travel over there and just like check the places. So first of all, just go there, have a little experience, maybe like a few weeks and stuff like that. And then if you feel like you felt so much better in that place, in that country, and you felt like you were more yourself, just do whatever you can and do whatever you you have to do to go there. But it's not that impossible right now. Just do it. You know, it's, don't it's, worry. Don't
1: think about it. <laughs> it's definitely harder. And uh, right now, if it's too hard to live, you can always start planning ahead of the next move either later this year or maybe even next year. Exactly. This is like a life changing decision. It doesn't have to happen overnight and can even happen. There's people that are waiting for years and years and years before they allowed or able to leave their country. So mm-hmm. if you're in the situation, even then you said try another country, even then. When you moved to a new country, I heard this to other people, other listeners, it takes about a year before you get used to, to a new environment, a new city, especially if you're coming from a different culture and coming from a different language. It's going to take time to adjust to a new situation. So give yourself your time to get used to it and figure out if that's the place you want to be if Exactly. Not, yes. sometimes you realize no I actually love my country I want to go back and, and just because you move abroad it makes you realize that actually that's the place you belong sometimes that's the path you have to take it's like a boyfriend or girlfriend sometimes you need the wrong person to understand which, which one is the <laughs> yes, right person for you what you, you
0: need <laughs> exactly. yes exactly <laughs> that's the same thing yeah for example There's like this friend of my friend that moved from here. She went to London and after four years, she decided to come back because she felt like she was better over here. Like she just went away for four years and then she came back and she's doing the same job as she was doing before. But like she had an experience and now she knows that she finds herself better over here. It doesn't mean that if you go, you cannot come back. You know, You you can come back.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much, ele for taking the time to Thank do this. Thank you,
0: Danny. Thank you. <laughs> if
1: anybody wants to get in touch with you, uh, maybe you want to see your work you do, how people can find you.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So on Instagram, like my personal profile is called Xelizational, which is spelled X-E-L-I-S-E-C-H-E-L-O-N. And the other profile that I have is my uh, work profile, which is Casless, which is spelled C-A-S-T-E-L-O-N. Point, which is dot and then L-E-S-S <laughs> Just
1: two weird names
0: <laughs> Yeah, two weird names like I just ha- people keep asking me like what's the reason why and I was like yeah, I don't know I like the letters but it- there's no meaning behind <laughs> it I just like how the letters look
1: <laughs> So you close your eyes you start typing on the keyboard
0: <laughs> yeah, Exactly Yeah, I was just like yeah, that's how I made my first uh, nickname on Instagram <laughs> Yes <laughs>
1: Awesome I will definitely add all the links and everything in the show notes for people to find you.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it would be easier to find the link in the show notes. Oh, Mele, thank you so much. And uh, thank you so I wish much. you all the best. I hope you can leave Italy as soon as possible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> maybe
1: just keep you updated and uh, and see how everything goes in, the, in sunny LA.
0: Of course, of course, of course.
1: <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Sure. Mele.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. You can find the show notes at slash episode 34. If you found this episode useful, you can share with your friends and you can leave us a review on Apple Podcast and Podchaser. Also, if you want to leave your country and you need help, don’t hesitate to contact me. I’ll be happy to do whatever I can to help you. So feel free to contact me via email at Daniel at amigrantslife.com or send me a text through social media you can find Immigrants Life on any social media platform. And if you want to be on the show and share your story, you can visit immigrantslife.com slash your story. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you in the next one. Ciao!